Welcome back, everyone, to another segment of Rabbi Jeff's Pirkei Avashir, where we attempt to understand the meaning behind the instructions of our sages and how it's relevant to our lives today. We do this, of course, using the thoughts of our teachers before us and try to make them applicable to our times. Feel free, please, to contact me with any comments or questions at rjfromlj at aol.com. Is chapter one, Mishnah Yudbeis, Mishnah twelve. We're embarking on an incredible set of Mishnayos now, the Mishnayos of Hillel and Shammai. And before I begin the discussion of the particular halachos, the particular Mishnayos of Hillel and Shammai, so there needs to be a larger discussion of Hillel and Shammai. I'm just going to going to pay homage to the Mishnah, to the Mishnah 12. I, mean, I didn't put it up today on the, on the side because we're not really dealing with the Mishnah today. But Hillel V'Shamay Kibbul Mehem, Hillel V'Shamay received from the generations before them. Hillel Omer Hillel says, that we have to be from the students of Aaron. Oev Shalom V'Rodev Shalom, love peace and pursue peace. Oev is a Brios and Mekarvan Torah, and we have to love people and Mekarvan Torah and bring them closer to Torah. There happen to be many, many textual problems with, with this um, statement of Hillel's, of what it means to be an Oev Shalom versus a Rodev Shalom. What is the difference between an Oev Shalom and a Rodev Shalom and an Oev Esabrios? And, and where does Mekarvan Torah come in that you have to, you know, it's about outreach. Like, where does, that, where does that fit into the whole picture? But before we discuss that, the truth is, we have to discuss the, the approaches of Hill and Shammai and what are the approaches of Hill and Shammai to understand where Hill and Shammai come from in their um, approach to uh, Midos, their approach to, to character, character traits and character development that are presented here in the next couple of Mishnayos. To understand that, we have to take a look that we know that there is many, many places where there are machlokas and there are differences between Hill and Shammai, and then subsequently in their, um, in their, in their schools, their, their Batei Midrashos, the base Shammai and base Hillel, the schools of Shammai and the schools of, of Hillel. And the truth is that there are many, many, many machlokas. But I want to focus just on a few of them in order to be able to give perhaps an understanding of b'may komifli, of what they're really arguing about. We know that whenever you see a machlokas, in the Gemara, you see a machlokas between Tanoim and Amoroim. You have to ask yourself the question of my commitment. And this is a good psychological practice also. When you're dealing with another person and you're at, at odds, it's always a good question to ask my commitment. What are we actually arguing about? What's, what's bothering you? Or what, what's, what's your basis for your position? And what's the basis for my position? This works also when it comes to relationships. It works when it comes to, to, to business things. It works when it comes to, to parents and children, or you say to a child to do something and a child says, no, what's the child's problem? Knows what's the real machlekes between the parent and the child? So we have to ask the same question when it comes to Beisul and Beishamai, what's the real machlekes? What are the things they're really arguing with? We know, for example, and I just hit this in another um, shir that I'm giving, learning um, brachos with, uh, with a group of, uh, of uh, people from, from La Jolla, that we just hit the Mishnah that deals with many of the machlokas in, that surround the Su'uda and other things on Betum Besham and Bishol. 
We know that Beishamai says that on Saturday night when you hold up the candle, so then you make the bracha, Shebara Me'or Ha'ish, that he created the light of the fire. Beis Hillel says, Borei Me'ore Ha'ish. And we know, of course, who we Paskin like, obviously. But nevertheless, Beis Hillel is saying the bracha is Borei Me'ore Ha'ish. Now, what are they arguing about? Are they arguing about merely how you make a bracha? What the proper words of the bracha are? There's another famous machlokas. When it comes to Hanukkah, we're told that Beishamai holds that you light eight candles the first night, eight lights the first night, and then the second night seven, and then you go down, you go down to one. Beis Hillel says you start off with one, and then each night you add one on, and you come to eight. Again, what are they arguing about? There's another famous machlokas. Basil and Bishami argue about whether you can set up a malacha, an action that, you're, that is going to be taking place over Shabbos, but it began on Friday. It's many, many cases in the Mishnayos and Mesecha Shabbos and Tractate Shabbos deal with this. One of them is Ein Shorin Diovis Monim Vikashinim. You can't soak um, inks and dyes and things that need time to soak, you can't soak them on Friday, unless there is enough time for them to be finished on Friday. And then if it continues to soak on Shabbos, it doesn't matter. But the actual melacha, the actual soaking, the actual dying, that took place before Shabbos. Whereas Basil says, no, it's fine. You can set it up on Friday right before Shabbos and let it continue on on Shabbos. What are they arguing about? We know that there is a very famous um, attitude difference between Hill and Shammai. We know that the Gemara says, Tanya Azakin, they said about Shammai the elder, that every day he ate Shabbos, honoring Shabbos. And the Gemara says over that he would find a beautiful animal and he would say, Ah, oh, Zula Shabbos, this is for Shabbos. And then the next day he would find a better animal and he would say, Ah, oh, Zula Shabbos. And then he would find something better and he would say, no, Zula Shabbos. And he would eat the first one and then save the second one for Shabbos. And then eat the second one, save the third one for Shabbos. And this is the way he lived through the week until he got to Shabbos. Says the Gemara, but Hillel wasn't that way. Hillel had a mida acheres. He had a different characteristic. Hoisolo, he says, everything he did was Hashem Shemaim. What, and Shammai wasn't Hashem Shemaim? It's like the wording of the Gemara is very difficult. But he said, everything the Hill did was Hashem Shemayim. Shenemar, he said, Baruch Hashem, Yom Yom. That he said, blessed is God, Yom Yom, every single day. What's the difference in attitude between Hill and Shammai that's being presented in the way they prepared for Shabbos? Hill would eat something, find something on Sunday and say, Gishmak, and he would eat it on Sunday. He would find something on Monday and he would say, Gishmak, and he would eat it on Monday. He wasn't, he, but, but Shammai found it on Sunday and he would say, this is for Shabbos. And Monday, this is for Shabbos. What was the attitude difference between them? But there's another machlokas that talks about Tumah, talks about impurity by honeycombs. And the, um, the honeycombs, when they're turned into liquid, so then they are mekabel Tumah, they can receive Tumah. So the Mishnah asks, at what point are they considered that they are tummy, that they're going to, they have the potential of becoming tummy, of becoming um, impure? Beishamai says, from the moment that they are mishiacharcher, which means that they're heated up or they're smoked, whereas Beishil says, when you crush them and you turn them into, into liquid, says at that point they are considered liquid and could become tummy. 
again, what's the, what's the machlekes? Now you're thinking to yourself, you know, we don't have the laws of Tumantar today. What do I really care? We don't really care in the sense that this is not halachic. And the reason that we're going through these machlokes and has nothing to do with halacha, but to understand a, a, a certain life approach that manifests itself in all of these machlokes in between Beisham and Besol. We know that Beisham and Besol argue about when is Rosh Hashanah Lilanos? When is the Rosh Hashanah for trees? Beisham says that the Rosh Hashanah for trees is in is Shvat, and is Rosh Chodesh Shvat, whereas Basil says it's Tu Bishvat, and we know, of course, we pass like we pass like Basil that it's that it's Tu Bishvat. But what are they arguing about? Why does one say Rosh Chodesh Shvat and one say Tu Bishvat? We also know that the stories, the famous stories between Beishame Basil, the convert comes to Basil and says that it comes to Beishame says to him, "I want you to convert me while I'm standing on one foot." Beishame throws him out of the office. He comes to Basil and Basil says to him, what is hateful to you, don't do to your friend. The rest is commentary. Zeal Gemara, go, go, go learn it. The convert comes to, to Shammai and says to Shammai, I want you to convert me, but I want you to make me into a coin goddle, into a high priest. Shammai says, get out of here. He goes to Hill and Hill says to him, no problem. He converts him and then he gives him a chumash and he says, this is the high priest manual. Learn this manual and you'll know exactly what a high priest has to do. So the convert starts learning through the manual, and it says in the manual, Zara Karev Yumas, that a non kayan that sacrifices an animal shall die. He looks at it and he says, uh-oh, if a, non, if a Jewish non kayan is going to die if he does the service, then a Gaish non kayan is in a lot of trouble. So he says, obviously I can't be a Kohen Gadol. And he comes back to Hill, and then they work out the rest of the, the, rest of the story. Then the Gemara tells of a story of a convert that comes to Shammai and says to him, I only want you to convert me and teach me Torah Shabbat Sav, the written Torah. I rejected the oral Torah. Shammai throws him out of the office. Comes to Hill, and Hill says to him, no problem. Hill says, Aleph Beis Gimel Dalad. And the guy says, Aleph Beis Gimel Dalad. Comes back the next day, and he says to him, Gimel Beis Aleph Dalad. And the guy says to him, wait a second. Yesterday you taught me that that was an Aleph, that was a base, that was a Gimel, that was a Dalit. So Hillel says to him, correct. In the same way you believed me yesterday, this is an Aleph, this is a base, a Gimel, a Dalit, you have to understand that's, why, that's what an oral Torah is. That an oral Torah is what gives meaning to the written Torah. Great, and the guy became a Fermayid. The three of them, those guys met each other in a, in a hotel, and they were talking with each other, and they said that if it weren't for Hillel, then we never would have, our souls never would have developed and we never would have become, if it wasn't for, for Hillel, if we would have followed Shammai, then we would have been lost. What was the machlekes Beishamai Bissol? Why was Beishol so willing to accept them as converts and Beishamai was not willing to accept them as converts? There's another famous story in that same Gemara in Shabbos, which says that there was a fellow that came to anger Hillel. And he came to him at the beginning and on Arab Shabbos, right before Shabbos, Hill was taking a shower. He stands under Hill's window and he says, is, where, where is Hill? Where is Hill? So Hill gets dressed, comes out of the shower, and he quickly throws on his robe. He comes downstairs and he says, yes. And the guy says, I have an important question. So Hill says to him, sure, ask the way. Guy asks some ridiculous question. Hill gives him an answer. Fine. End of story. Then a few minutes later, the guy comes back. Mikan Hill, Mikan Hill, where's Hill? Hill's back in the shower. So he gets out of the shower, puts his bathroom back on, comes back down, says to the guy, can I help you? The guy says, yes, I have a, ter- I have a very important question. He says to him, great, no problem, please ask away. And he asks him, 
four times and he asks him the most ridiculous questions. And Hill gives him an answer every single time. At the end, the guy says, I hate you. <laughs> like, why do you hate me? He says, because you made me lose a lot of money. Because I had a bet that I could get you angry and I lost the money on the bet. And he said to him, it would have been Kedai that it's better that you don't get Hill angry. In other words, you, it's worth, it was worthwhile for you to lose all of that money. Okay, what is that, what is that telling us about Hillel? Look, I, you know, can you only imagine, like put yourself in that, you're, you're all very nice people. Put yourself in that position. Friday afternoon, a nudnik calls you right before Shabbos and, and starts to chepper you with stupidity. In the nicest way, you're going to say to them, I don't think that now is the proper time to, to deal with this. Why don't you call me after Shabbos and we'll deal with it? Nah, not Hillel. Hillel sat there and he talked to the guy and he answered every single one of his questions. What does that say about Hillel? Okay. Now, many people explain the differences between Hillel and Shammai. And I'm sure that, that many of you have, have heard this, that the difference between Hillel and Shammai is that Hillel was more machmer, Shammai was more machmer, was more strict. Hillel was more lenient. And whilst that's true, if you go through many of the discussions between Hillel and Shammai, Hillel takes a more lenient position, Shammai takes a more strict position, and therefore that was the differences between them. And that the, explains also the stories of why Hillel, Shammai threw them out of the office. Hillel was able to deal with the converts because Shammai was, was, was much stricter, Hillel was much softer. But it's not, it's not down to the center core. It's true, but it's more about a manifestation of their attitudes rather than their attitude itself. The, another explanation that people give, in a bit of a deeper way, is that they say that Hillel, that Shammai, was all about Gevura. Was his Mida, was the Mida of Gevura, the Mida of power, black and white. Whereas Hillel was more about Chesed, was more about kindness. And that was the reason why Shammai rejected all of these potential converts. Hillel was able to accept them. Hillel was kinder than Shammai was. And if you look in the Mishnayas, you see that Hillel takes a softer position in the next couple of Mishnayas and Pirkei than Shammai does, you would think. Now I'm going to ask you, have you mekabalas kol adam yafos? You should greet every person with a smile. Who said that? Shammai that puts pay to the theory that Hillel was all about, um, that Hillel was all about chesed, and Shammai was all about gevura. Greeting people with a smile is about chesed, and therefore that's not a great way to explain the difference between Hillel and Shammai. Plus, we say that in the future, in Olam Azeh, this world, we follow the laws like Hillel, but in the future, the law is going to be like Shammai. What does all of this mean? So I want to tell you an amazing thing. Rev Zevin, and before him, Rev Meir Shapiro of Dafyomi fame, explained the machlekes between Beshameh Besol in an incredible way. Rav Zevin asked the following question. He said that there is a machlokas between Beishamah and Beishilol 
about whether Shemayim was created before Oretz, whether the heavens were created before the earth, or whether the earth was created before the heavens. Beishamay held the Shemayim was created before the heavens, before the earth. But Beishilal said that the earth was created before the heavens. Says of Zevin, what are they arguing about? And in the most incredible, insightful way, he says that the Machlekes Beishamay Beishilal is all about do you look at potential or do you look at actual? Shammai says you have to look at the future. You have to look at the potential of a situation. You have to consider all of its ramifications. Beis Hillel says, look at what's in front of you. What's in front of you is much more critical than the considerations of what might be in the future. Shamayim and Oretz, Shomayim is all about the machshavos, the thoughts of a person, the potentials of their actions. Oretz is all about the land, the earth, the actions, the here and now. Beishamay says Shomayim has to come before Oretz. We have to worry about your potentials, which are going to bring out the actions. Basil says first is Oretz, then Shomayim. First deal with now, and then you'll purify the potentials. You'll purify that which is going to cause other things to happen. But first deal with Aretz. And if you take this idea, you can bring it through every single Machlekes Beishamay Beishilol. That's why Beishilol was lenient and Beishamay was Machmer. Beishamah was strict because Beishamah made many gazeros, many decrees, because Beishamah said, don't just look at what's now, look at where it could go, look at what this could lead you to, look at where this could get you, and therefore we have to take a strict approach in Allah, lest you come to making a mistake. Hillel says, worry about now, right now, are you going to make a mistake? Right now, are you doing something wrong? No, you don't have to worry about it. Right now, it's fine. That manifests itself in what appears to be a strict attitude in Allah or a lenient attitude in Allah, but it's not because of strict and lenient, it's because of do you focus on the future, on the, on the potentials, or do you focus on what is sitting in front of you now? That's the difference between Gevura and Chesed. Chesed looks at a person and sees where they are at this moment. Not where they're going, not where they were, but where are you right now and what can I do for you right now? Gavura looks at a person and says, where, what's your potential? Where are you going? What are you going to become? And that's why Shammai was Gavura, because Shammai was focused on potential. And that's why Hillel was Chesed, because Hillel was focused on now. Take a look at that Machlokas about what we say on Saturday night, Bore Maoria Ish or Bara Maor Ish. Beishamai was focused on the original fire, the original fire, which was the potential of all fires. When he makes a bracha on fire on Motsoi Shabbos, he's going back to Adam's fire, back to the original fire, to the, to the fire that was created in the very beginning. And therefore, it's Bara Maor Ish. Beis Hillel is looking at fires now. 
Right now, fire becomes permissible. Right now, in Motsoi Shabbos, I can use a fire again. Fire has many colors. Borei ma'orei ha'esh. Because Basil is looking at it the way it is now, Beishamai is looking at the potential. When it comes to Hanukkah, Beishamai says on the first night of Hanukkah, there was potential for it to last eight nights. On the second night of Hanukkah, there was a potential for a miracle to be seven nights. On the third night of Hanukkah, there was a potential for six nights. Basil says on the first night of Hanukkah, you had a miracle. That oil would light that oil would burn, it's a miracle. On the second night, you had a miracle that that which could have lasted one night lasted a second night. Beishamai was focused on potential. Basil was focused on actual. Erev Shabbos, when we're setting up a malacha, when we're setting up work to do over Shabbos, Basil says on Shabbos, is, are you doing the work? Did you do? Did you put the stuff in this, in the thing to soak on Shabbos? No. Therefore, you did no malacha. Beishamai says, on Erev Shabbos, when you put it in, the potential was that it was going to soak, that it was going to do a malacha. And therefore, on Shabbos, it says, if you're actually doing the malacha. Because Beishamai was focused on potential. Beishilol was focused on now. When it comes to preparing for Shabbos, Beishamai saw a cow on Monday. He looked at it and he said, ooh, this could be for Shabbos. The potential to be Mechabed Shabbos. I'm looking at what this could be. Basil looks at it and says, right now on Monday, this is a geshmaka piece of meat. For now, because Beishamai looked at now, at what was present in front of him. Basil looked at what was present in front of him. Beishamai looked at potential. Honeycombs. When do they become Tomei? Beishamai says, as soon as you begin to smoke them, to fire them, that's the beginning of the process of them turning into liquid. Basil says, when you crush them and you turn them into liquid. Beishila looks at now, Beishamai looks at the future. Tu Bishvat, Rosh Hashanah Li'ilanos. Beishamai says, the first of Shvat. Because on Rosh Chodesh Shvat is when the majority of the rain has fallen for that season. Once the majority of the rain has fallen, the potential for trees to be able to grow fruit begins. And therefore the potential is when you celebrate Rosh Hashanah Li'ilanos. Beis Hillel says, no. Beis Hillel says, when they actually begin to blossom, when they be actually begin to grow, that's when it's Rosh Hashanah Li'ilanos. And that's why he says, Tu Bishvat. Not because he was a makel, not because he was a machmer, but because their Weltanschauung, the way they saw the world, Beis Shammai saw the world in potential terms, Beis Hillel saw it in actual terms. That explains the stories of the converts. Beis Shammai looks at it and says, if I convert a guy who thinks that the whole Torah could be reduced to one mitzvah, I'm in for trouble. This is not going in a good direction. Basil looks at it and says, who cares where it's going? I got a guy who's standing in front of me who says, I want to convert. I want to come, I want to come under Tachas Kanfei Shechina. My head's a little screwed up. Who cares? I want to be closer to God. Hillel converts the guy and then later is going to worry about how to straighten the guy out. Each of the cases, the difference between them is are you focused now or you're focused on the future. There isn't a right and a wrong. 
it's two different approaches. Look at where Hill's approach goes. Friday afternoon, the guy comes to him and says ridiculous questions. Th multiple times the guy comes and pulls him out of a shower to ask him a ridiculous question. By the third time, you'd imagine who would have said, oh, this Schmendrick again? But he didn't bother him because each time Hill was focused on now. What's going on right now? Ayid has a question. Ayid is bothered by something. I'm going to help him. Didn't look at the potential. Didn't look at where it was going. What is going on now? And that created a type of human being. That created a human being that could say, Heavy mitalmidav shall Aaron, Oev shalom, Virodev shalom, Oev es abrios umekarvan Love people for what they are, not for what their potential is, not for what they might do to you, not for what they might become, but love them for who they are. Love your Torah for what it is so that it will be inspiring to others, but not for potential where it goes, but for now. And that explains why our rabbis tell us that in the future, the halacha is going to be like Beishamai. Because in the future, there will be no difference between potential and actual. In Olam where there's a difference between actual and potential, we Paskin, the Baskol, told us that it's better to focus on the actual. There are times where you need to focus on the potential, and those times, Shama Hillel will agree. Nevertheless, the main approach has to be focus now. Be in the moment. Look at what you have in front of you. But in the future, what you have in front of you and the potential for it to become something will be the same. And that's why we say the halacha is going to be like Bishamay, because in essence, there will be no machlokas, Bishil Bishamay, in the future. I found that to be such an incredibly sharp insight of Rav Zevin's. It excited me to find out that this was something that was, was said even before him, the said by Rameyu Shapiro. And I think that it's an incredible way to look at life in general, to see that there are two ways to approach things, to look at the now and to look at the potential. There isn't a right and a wrong. Sometimes you need to use one approach. Sometimes you need to use the other, but that there are two different focuses. Once we have this as a basis, now to go into the Mishnayos and start to rip apart the Mishnayos and understand what it means to be Oev um, Shalom Verodev Shalom. What's the difference between Ava and Redifa, loving and running after? Starting to deal with all of the minutiae of the rules of Hillel and the rules of Shammai. Now we can understand them against this backdrop of potential versus actual. Okay. And that concludes... Today's segment of Pirkei Avos, or how to enjoy every moment of life. Okay. Rabbi Jeff. Yes. 
uh, I, I turned off my video because uh, you knocked me off my chair and you knocked my socks off too. And I didn't want to show anybody <laughs> any of that. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. It's my pleasure. <laughs> and just one small question though. Sure. Uh, what, a, a while back, the configuration was two guys. One was the Nazi, one was the Av Beitin. Right. Are we still in that configuration? Yes, we're still in that configuration. This is still this is the last of the Zugos, and one was okay. the Nasi, and one was the Av Bezdin, and and we can use the same words. One was Ava, one was Yira, but now right. we understand that the Ava and Yira is really a much a much deeper thing. That the Ava and Yira certainly certainly in base Hilo Bishami terms is potential versus actual. Perfect. Thanks. Which one was which? Beishamai um, was um, was Yira and Beisul was Ava. Beishamai was was the was looking at potential, whereas Beisul was looking at the here and now. Thank you. Okay, amazing. Have a wonderful day, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.